Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. And you may have noticed we have no opening music, because this isn't really going to be a full podcast. Um, We just wanted to address what happened on Friday. Yeah. Um, Kind of an off cycle. Because it's so weird. And... We've been talking about how weird... At all? I didn't watch it, no. Me neither. Me neither. I, okay. <laughs> I listened to other people who watched it. I I was doing a hundred <clears throat> other things. But, um, look, I from what we can see, there's no reason... There's no real reason to doubt that this is what Mary asked for, as far as I could tell. Um, there were some questions about the some of the non-English versions of the prayer um but I, it looks as, legit it looks as like as far in, as i can tell the vatican's response to that is is legit i've done you know the google searches uh and and the the whole land of heaven kind of thing seems to be uh a title of of mary in certain uh eastern catholic uh, and, and Eastern Orthodox um, hymns uh, that even shows up in some translations in other languages, just not English. Yeah, she's because she's the un she's the virgin earth, so to speak. Right, because man right. was formed from the earth, Jesus was formed from Mary, and that's where you get the just kind of a poetic uh, title. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I don't okay. Let's say worst case scenario. It was weird. Pope, you know, <laughs> let's yeah, say that. yeah. Tell, it let's was weird. That. But let's say Pope Francis intended to slip a Pachamama reference in there. Mm-hmm. Let's say he d- really did that. He meant to. Um, I don't think it would matter. Yeah. It's still a prayer that explicitly consecrates to Mary's Immaculate Heart. Not just to Mary, but to her Immaculate Heart. Right. Right, and I think uh, Tim Gordon has a podcast that talks about constitutions, and uh, he's he's talking mostly about the Constitution of Vatican II and the documents that came out of it, and he gets into things like language and when it comes out of a council, the language of the times is what matters, not the intention of those who wrote it. Right, exactly. Yeah, and so I think he's on point on that. Let's say Pope Francis didn't even know about this title of Mary. Uh, Well, that just, that's that's a ha-ha on him, because he didn't realize (laughs) Mary is actually referred to as the Virgin Earth. Earth Earth of Heaven or whatever, yeah. Something like that. So it's like, uh, it still works. And maybe he didn't realize how much good he was doing. Because I, to be honest, I don't think Pope Francis thinks, I don't, I don't think he even understands what he did. I think it's kind of a lot like what, it's so weird that this happened so quickly because I don't think it was what, three months ago. That I speculated that he might end up being the Pope to do it, ironically, because he doesn't give any put any stock in it. Mm-hmm. And that might very well be what happened. 
And I think actually almost a year ago, we talked about him doing it out of some kind of weird love for socialism or communism or oh right you know, right right yeah you know so thinking oh yeah let's let's promote Russia the the socialist ideal or whatever yeah as, as kind uh, of a Marxist thing yeah so even back then we were saying even if he had ill intent or let's say anti-Catholic intent mm-hmm. right if he did it he did it and it right. still as far as we can tell fulfills Mary's request right and that's great. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to look for a inflection in history over the next uh, 20 to 40 years. I, I mean, I'm not naive enough to think it's going to be over the next two years, although it could be. Um, it could be over the next two years, next five years. But I'm thinking a generation from now. That's, that's when you really want to turn back and say, okay, did something happen? Yeah. Because... Um we in another podcast we speculated that what if Pope John Paul II really did do it the first time, mm-hmm. um, and we went through the ways that that could be true, including the 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 period of say between 1990 and 2000 when there was it's not like the whole world was at peace, but it was there were no world wars going on, there were no huge wars going on right. that I can think of. And and there wasn't but, this sort of uh, impending sense of we could become nuclear ash at any second, yeah. Cold War kind of feeling. Yeah, I grew up in the '90s, and we did not have practice sessions where everybody hid <laughs> under their desk. Cover. I mean, that was that was a yeah, '60s was a, and like '70s a 60s, thing. '70s thing, right? Exactly. We didn't have that in the late '80s and the '90s, so. Mm-hmm. You could argue that there was some peace, and you could argue... I don't know. We've already done all that, but um, we just wanted to touch base and and say Mm -hmm. this is... It looks like this was a great thing thing that happened, and the real thing, the thing we've all been waiting for. There are dissenting views on that, but um, that's not my view. I haven't listened to any post-consecration podcasts, so I don't know what any of the opinions are. I've listened to the ones that I normally listen to, and um, I don't know. Even even most of the dissenters are saying, "Yeah, this this does look like the real deal." Oh, okay. Um, so, now, there's one thing I'll, I, I want to touch base on. I one of my sons has pointed out because of the whole, you know, adding the world thing. Mm-hmm. He said, isn't this a little bit like Moses striking the rock twice? And and because he did that, God didn't allow Moses yeah. to enter into the, the promised land. Um, maybe it is. But yeah. here's here's what I want to... Here's the point that I want to make about that. The thing is, um, strike... You know, the, if, to bring everybody sort of back to the vision of the situation, the Hebrews... The Israelites had been led out of Egypt and they were wandering in the wilderness and uh, they aren't able to really find much to sustain. You know, they're worried. Okay, what about bread? Well, God gave them manna. What about water? Well, God tells Moses, okay, go strike the rock and water is going to come out. And Moses, in a little bit of a, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, I know you've done all these great things. Okay, let me strike it. And he struck it twice. Now... 
the thing is, even though he struck it twice and he didn't need to, and he only needed to strike it once and that's what God intended, striking it twice accomplished what God wanted out of Moses and the water was available for the Israelites. God didn't withhold from the Israelites because Moses, Moses out of a momentary lack of faith did more than God asked. Right. And I think that would be the same case here. Now, God punished Moses, but he didn't withhold from the rest of the Israelites because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and if you want to think of that, I mean, if you want to, like, press the analogy further than it should be pressed, the JP2 thing in, like, maybe 1984 was maybe kind of like, instead of striking the rock, maybe Moses used his staff to pry a rock loose or dig in the ground or something like that, but he didn't actually yeah. strike the rock. And so maybe they got a little bit of water, but not enough. Finally, Moses, in the person of Pope Francis, actually struck the rock, even if he did it twice. Now there's water. And I, I think that's, you know, the best way to view that analogy, if you're going to bring it up at all. I think, uh, yeah, that I think we'll get water. I hope we'll get water. <laughs> that's, right. Um, that's right. I think water's coming from this rock. Nobody knows what that's going to look like. It could mean Russia winning the war in Ukraine and completely taking over Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. it, it could mean Russia leaving Ukraine. I don't know. but Yeah, could mean Russia um, winning the war in Ukraine. It could mean Russia conquering Israel. It could mean Russia conquering everything and becoming... And uh, Yeah, it become the new center of... Uh, civilization for the Christian world. Right. Because so it's th- been in the West for a long time. Mean. Yeah. It's going to be interesting uh, to look back on these kinds of conversations in 30 years, 20, <laughs> yeah. 30 years. Um, I might try to go find some old conversations about this. From, from 1984, 85, Yeah, 1980s, even 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know people have been talking about it a long time. I just, I wish I could find conversations that happened in the '60s and the '50s. That yeah. would be really interesting. But I wouldn't even know where to start with that. <laughs> it would be transcriptions of conversations. You'd have to go find uh, news articles and and uh, periodicals, which uh, isn't bad because you can actually, use. Probably, it's actually not hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it would be easier to search, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I might try to do that. I I mean, I some of the Catholic magazines and newspapers they got to have transcript or or digital copies that you can search. Mm-hmm. I know it. There's a newspaper thing you can join, and you can search through different cities and their newspapers for oh, right. specific terms. I used it to look up some old stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. It it works pretty well. It looks neat. I use it so, to look up obituaries. <laughs> okay. Because I do a lot I of use it to look up stuff. <laughs> I used it to, uh, to look up some old crime things that happened in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Okay. But um, but it did work, and it worked well. Neat. So I wonder if I could find some kind of Catholic periodical and see what was written on the subject in the... Going back as far as I can, really. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, especially like diocesan rags, like like the Catholic Telegraph in which was yeah. the Cincinnati one, and and I don't know if they because I know that existed back then. I don't know if the yeah. Criterion, which was the um, the Indianapolis one, and isn't uh, our Sunday Visitor kind of like a national Catholic rag? I don't know, but none of these are any good anymore. I wonder if they were any good back then. I don't think so. I, I think uh, I think the majority of Catholic rags in the seventies and probably the sixties um, yeah. were probably not even as good as as they are now. But I think they were probably really? more like uh, well, you know, I think in the Catholic world, everybody was a socialist among Seems all the Catholic. Like movers and shakers you know what i mean yeah and i think a lot of them were were along that bent they were they well, were like excited about the coming you know revolution the new mass and so forth. yeah, yeah the, the, the new we're gonna have it in english guitar mass yeah guitar i remember masses. seeing the the guitar mass on uh i was watching archie bunker what's his name all in the family and uh, Archie was upset because Edith had gone, their neighbor was Catholic, and she had gone to one of these guitar masses. And, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, guitar masses hadn't been out for very long back then. I remember our first guitar mass. Oh, I don't remember our first, but I remember growing up that at well, St. Martin's, we had every Sunday at the at the uh, most popular church, uh, mass of the week, at like it was 10.30 a guitar in the morning or something, it was the guitar group. And and the the gal who was kind of in the group, who I may have been the one who led it, was was you remember Mister Huseman up the street, his daughter. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, well, but he, the thing I remember as a kid, we were getting ready to go to church. I I think it may have been like a uh, not even a normal mass, like it wasn't a Sunday mass. Oh, and uh-huh. Dad telling me, hey. They're gonna have guitars at this mass, and I'm like, guitars at a mass, and a, yeah. So I remember that happening and it being a gimmick, kind a, of a, a, oh, okay. a novelty. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if if I just didn't go to the guitar masses before then or what. So what? Okay, so Dad said that. Did Mom? Did Mom uh, give him? Do, do, was Mom there? Do you remember if she went with you? Shh. I, I thought we went together as a family, and okay. it seemed like maybe it was a Holy Day Mass or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm thinking that Dad was saying it kind of like like feigning excitement, but actually being sarcastic yeah. about it. That would be Dad's kind of humor. <laughs> that would be his kind of humor. That would be but, the kind of thing that Mom would like nudge him and say, quit it. <laughs> but back then, Everybody I don't think thought that anyone... Way. Yeah. Anyone, I don't think anyone saw the dangers that were coming up mm-hmm. with right. with these guitar masses. But well, just the the all the of it, goofiness of it, the crockery. Yeah, I mean, they saw it maybe and they're like, ah, I don't know about this. But nobody was nobody was like, no, this is wrong. Let's go back to the organ. <laughs> you know, last night uh, I went. We went. Uh, Terry and I went to the the five o'clock mass uh, that was local because it was convenient. The guy who cants at the mass, who has a really nice voice, he doesn't quite do chant exactly right, but he has a really good voice. He's he's good at what he does. But anyway, he kind of apologized before and and said that he doesn't have it as his accompaniment because the guy who normally plays the the organ slash piano, you know, the keyboard, mm-hmm. wasn't there. 
And the guy who plays the keyboard is actually the music director. And this guy just kind of works for him as a cantor. Well, yeah. I went up to Mass afterwards to him and I said, look, uh, honest to heaven, you sound much better. I'd much rather listen to you can't without accompaniment than listen to you can't with accompaniment. Yeah. <laughs> Which was one of those, I intended it to be one of those things that he could take as a compliment to his own voice, but at the same time, one of those compliments that you're a little bit uncomfortable to accept because it means that, uh, you know, the way you've been doing things is maybe yeah. not as nice as it could be. <laughs> yeah. I said, don't tell Ricardo. Well. Okay, well, uh, anyway, do we, that was do the, we yeah. have anything more to say? I don't. Uh, just wanted to not, touch not base on, on this stuff. I mean, I, you know, I think it, you and I are in agreement. It's been done. Yeah. That, you know, and I don't. Let's, let's, let's now keep praying, join our prayers to it, and, and, and watch, watch history over the next generation. And if Pope Francis has undergone some kind of conversion, that's just great. That's even awesome. I don't, I don't think that for a second. <laughs> Uh, no, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. And it you and know. it's normal for everybody to be weary and and just like, all right, he's always slipping one in on us. You know, yeah. he'll do these things all the time to make us think, oh, see, he's great. And then the next week, he does something terrible. So yeah. I'm not expecting anything out of this. But he can't even take it back at this point. You know? Yeah. No, the consecration is done. All the bishops who could joined him. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I predicted at the beginning of his pontificate, not on this podcast, but in one of my blog posts, um, that he would end up being one of the most, that, that he would be the most hated or most disliked modern Pope. Yeah. I had different reasons in my head as to why and how that would come about. Um, but I think I was pretty spot on there. Yeah, um, he and, definitely. And so it's like, okay, you can't necessarily predict how things are going to go, um, but you kind of don't expect him to change his stripes at this point. You know, God's grace can overcome yeah. and so forth. But regardless of, of whether he changes his stripes, this was accomplished through his pontificate. And while there are people who love that it happened, there are also people who hate that it happened. That's why it took a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. That's that's which you know. All those people who who didn't want Pope John Paul II to, to mention Russia. I mean, a lot of these people still exist. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are probably dead by now. But but right, a lot of yeah. them still exist. And uh, guess what? Pope Francis went ahead and did it. So good, it happened. Super. And we uh, keep saying our rosary and then. We'll see what happens to Russia. But, All right. Um, so I guess we'll record again in a couple of days a full episode. But right. until Just then. to get this out there. Yeah, think about what we said. And as always. Circle of beads. And we'll see you in a few days. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>